Welcome to Words of Light with Jim, sponsored by All My Relations in Indianapolis, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Many people come to me and want to learn how to be a medium or psychic, whatever you call it. Did you know I can't make you be that? Because you already are. Yes, you are. You're already there. But you say, how do I learn how to do it? By starting by allowing. As soon as you give yourself permission. By the way, how many of you rose your hand before you went to the bathroom this morning? said, who's going to allow me to go to the bathroom? I didn't see any hands raised up here, did we? No, we all, you made your own choice. You did it by your own permission. It's the same thing with anything in life. Giving yourself permission is the first step. I give myself permission to accept and believe that I am a child of God. I just accept it. That I need to think that? Well, you can think it if you want to. That's fine. But it's just accepting it. So back to the Tower of Babel. We all got up there, right? We were all trying to connect to God. And pretty soon we got all these belief things going on, right? Why do we have so many different churches? Is anybody can explain that to me? Why? No, it's called lots of personalities or egos. Oh, ego stuff. That is your brain. Yes, your ego is your brain. Some years ago, I remember back when I was starting on this spiritual path, a lot of people were promoting a disposing of the ego. No, you still need it. Otherwise, you become literally the doormat in anybody and everybody's life. So don't become the doormat. You don't need to be. Think of putting the ego where it needs to be. It provides a benefit to me. Call it logic, how to connect the dots. Anybody knows how to do basic, simple things, like drive a car. Well, insert the key, right? For most of us, others have magical fingers and the car just starts, right? So many different ways to do it. But that's where the brain comes in to assist you to do those things. That's just one simple thing. How many of you have jobs that require thinking? Most of you do. Luckily, most of my work is not thinking. I sit down and start babbling in front of people. Did I say that to you? I, no, I couldn't have said that to you. No, it just spilled out of my mouth. Why? Because I'm not thinking. Yeah, Heather actually pays me not to think. And I also get to drink on the job, too. Boy, that's what I love about my job. I get to drink all I want. Yeah. Oh, it's a great job, folks. It is. So look at it. As not too many jobs offer this kind of not thinking required and drinking all at the same time. Kind of cool job, folks. It really is, okay? That's really what this understanding about connecting to God is is not to think, not to just be, allowing it to happen. Okay, so the Tower of Babel, what does it really mean to Jim? It means I don't need to build anything. I don't need to construct anything. I don't need to climb higher. I don't need to evolve into something. Wait a minute, because remember, we are in an evolution. Okay, and we'll be talking about that later today again. But do I really need to evolve into climbing higher, if you will, to connect to God? No, I don't need to. I just allow myself to be. And once you start to allow it, you'll be surprised what will happen. Okay? By the way, anybody have any questions anytime? Feel free to slap up your hand and get my attention, or Heather will get it for me. I'll work on that way, okay? So, any other stories we want to talk about? How about the. Um, Let's say a lot of the stories with Jesus involved, okay? Uh, a lot of times people say, well, did Jesus actually create miracles? Did he actually cure people? And I will say, yes, he did. 
and I've been reading some books here about different authors kind of depicting Jesus' life and really some of the hidden things. Like one of his miracles was a man was blind, supposedly, and Jesus spit in his hand and wiped his eyes and he could see. Well, they've said it was basically Jesus had stuck his hands in some high alkaline water because back in, in a lot of countries, there's flies around them. They don't, they don't have bug spray. Imagine that. Nobody went around with a bug spray and got rid of all these flies and pests. So these people, they actually wind up with bugs landing near their eyes because there's moisture there and they plant aches. And eventually that creates a technically like a blindness. See, a lot of this stuff is very subtle, folks. It's very, you've got to dig deep to find out these little, it's like discovering what actually happened back in the day. Remember, were things different then? Certainly. Did people eat differently? Did they act differently? How many McDonald's were back then in Jesus' day? Did you know how many? Has anybody checked on that recently? How many superhighways did they have? How many? So the world changes, right? It evolves. So a lot of people didn't know anything. By the way, how many doctors were there in those days? Far and few in between. Called home remedies, right? Does anybody ever have any of those in their life? Where grandma or mom did something to you that it wasn't a prescription, it wasn't anything, but they did something based on what? Like if you had a cold, what? You might have had to heat up some honey and put some water in a little bit of what we'll call alcohol and then I had to drink it, right? It didn't taste good as a kid, I can remember that much, but it did get rid of something called maybe help with the cold. It was home remedies. Did it work? For some, yes. So back to what we believe will work can. You know, that's why I give medical in, uh, some credit where they have, everybody heard about placebos, right? Where everybody takes a pill that could be just a sugar pill and somebody actually takes the real pill of whatever that may be. And they test market it to see, is it really working or is it more of a, I believe I'm taking a pill that makes me better. And they're finding out that some people actually get better by taking a placebo and it really works because they believe it's working. And back to Jesus' story, a lot of his healings were because just like the, the woman that he, he was walking through a big crowd of people and the story was a woman had an issue, I can't remember what it was, but she felt if I can just touch his coat, I will be healed. That's what she believed in. One simple act, touch his clothing and I'll be healed. And she did it. And Jesus immediately felt like somebody pulled on his energy. Anybody understands what they're having their energy pulled on? He was that sensitive to know that somebody had pulled on him energetically. And he turned around like, all right, who did that? You know, See, people don't realize Jesus was as human as you and I were. Did you know that? He was. I mean, he got hungry. He got upset. We'll talk about that in a minute too. But So this lady pulls on his energy and immediately she's healed. Now, how is that possible? She believed it. The power of the mind. Now, did she really need to touch his coat or could she have believed that just coming in the vicinity of him would have made her healed? But her belief was, I have to touch his coat. So if you believe that you have to have something done to fix something, then you'll have to do that to get it fixed. Okay? Now pick something of modern day thinking. Remember, I'll throw some curves in here at you. I had a gentleman come to me years ago, and he says, I need a different job. And I said, why? So I can make more money. I said, you don't need another job to make more money. He looked at me, how can I not? How many ways is there to make money, folks, besides working? You could inherit it. You could stand on the street corner with a handout, right? You could get money that way. I'm not advising any of those. But it still means there are other options to, to get receive money. 
So if you believe you can have a happier, more prosperous life without changing your work, your occupation, it can happen. And back to the Jesus story. He didn't, he didn't have a wage that he charged people for. He just waited. He basically lived by handout. He went to place peaceful and they fed him. Did he need, who did his laundry? Did anybody ever think about where was the laundromat at in those days? Well, wherever he stopped at, maybe some of the ladies in the household said, well, it looks like you have a little cleanup act here. It looks like you've been kind of walking around in dirty clothes for a while. So it was called a donated, whatever, handouts, uh, accommodations. Where did he sleep at? Uh, Super 8 or was it Holiday Inn? I don't know. There was, there was, they said there was inns in those days or hotels, if you wish to say, places to sleep. But he didn't have a lot of money because he didn't, he didn't go around like this waiting for a handout, did he? He didn't. So he had to rely on gifts, accommodations, whatever you call them. So he still made it. He always, I'm sure he always had enough food, didn't he? Of course, there was other stories about him having the, what, 40, the four fish and the loaves of bread, and he fed how many thousands of people, and they had leftovers. Did that actually happen? What the story really means is there's plenty of food in this world, folks. Wake up. God will feed you. Believe it. Back to your belief system. It's so important to believe it so that you can receive it. How many of you have ever been offered something and said, no, no, I don't need to give it to somebody else? No, wait a minute. If that was offered to you, maybe that person had a sense of feeling that really maybe you do need that. Maybe you'd benefit from that, whatever that is. But because I'm too, whatever, pious, egotistical, or I can take care of myself thinking, well, you might be able to, but maybe a handout, a free gift, a offering could be beneficial. Has anybody ever refused a hug? I have not turned down one yet. I, and if you, you, know, you guys want to give me some, I'll take them today. But believe it or not, I have offered them to people and they have turned them down. I remember distinctly this years ago, a lady came in for a meeting and uh, she didn't want to hug and yet I could feel it. Why? Why did I feel that she needed a hug? Because she probably did, but she just couldn't accept it. Because number one, she was gay and I was a man. So her belief system says, I can't take a hug from a man. Now, from a woman, maybe she could have. I'm not sure. I wasn't around her long enough to know. All I know is that she couldn't accept a hug, even though I could feel it. She needed a hug. Back to anybody senses something about feeling, right? That's your intuition. And those are God-given, again, upon your arrival on this planet called Earth. As soon as you showed up, you were gifted your intuition. You didn't have to go down to Kmart and buy one of those, did you? Or a box of whatever from Ace Hardware or something? No. It was already there. How do you tap into it? Back to allow. You can't make yourself that because it's already there. Has anybody said, I, I want to be a, a singer, or somebody famous, an actress, an actor, somebody? You say, well, how do I get to that? Practice, if that's what your heart tells you to do. Because unless you were unless you were Shirley Temple that you were given, let's say, immediately upon, you know, acting or acting. So that's, that's a gift that came into her life at a very early age. And for most of us, call it through practice, like in sports or anything, time evolves you to another status of whatever that level is so that you become better at it. But that's through practice. The truth is that's the main difference between what I do and what most people are is I'm more practiced because I get to do it almost every day of the year. Imagine that. Why? Because I practice. Anybody knows how to do something, it's like turning on that light switch. It's there. And I can do that. It's part of the practicing. That gift came to me just like that. 
and it, I can just walk into a room and some people that are like me, we'll just say it that way, need to maybe calm down after they've been driving or something, call that meditate for five or 10 minutes. I can just walk in a room and start. Very seldom do I need even a minute. Occasionally I do, depends on the situation. It's only because I'm more practiced, not any better than anybody else, I'm not. Imagine that. My ego hasn't run over rampant on that, thank God. I pray that I keep it in check, I call it. I am blessed to have a gift. You all have gifts. Just accept that, just like Jesus was. Where did Jesus learn a lot of his stuff? He actually traveled to the Mideast, like going to China and uh, Mongolia or all those other countries that they were more open-minded. If you can imagine if you were back in, in the day when Jesus was there. Thank you for listening to Words of Light with Jim. Come check out All My Relations in Indianapolis or go online to allmyrelationsindy.com, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Words of Light with Jim, spreading light for your spiritual journey.